0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: He loves the game. He works hard. And uh, just another guy I'm not surprised by. Um, But super excited to have him continue to take steps
2: each and every week. It's important at this level.
1: Kid plays. He plays hard. And uh, he's a big guy that can move really well. And he continues to get better week in and week out. Uh, he loves the game. He works hard, and uh, just another guy I'm not surprised by, um, but super
0: excited to have him continue to take steps each and every week. It's important at this level.
3: And of course, that would be the great T.J. Watt referencing the young Keanu Benton, but another Wisconsinite, another Wisconsin cheesehead. You know, Max, I've sit there and you got to get excited about these Wisconsin guys. Get Zooks, man. I mean, the fact is. Everybody seems comes out of that Wisconsin program. We seem to do pretty well with if they land in the you know Steeler land.
1: No, at, at, yeah, I mean the the cheese the cheese the cheeseheads uh, are doing a great job here in the Steel City.
3: <laughs> you know you gotta no, love that. No. You know, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I love the cheeseheads. That's I think that's yeah. great when they show the. I can't help but laugh when the Packer fans they got those big wedge of uh, cheese on their head. And you're going wow! I,
1: just, I get I get jealous. I get <laughs> jealous because I, I do love I do love cheese. I do. I, oh, I, I, I do. A cheese I do connoisseur and a cheese purveyor, cheese consumer, oh. not quite a cheese monger, but I will hoard cheese.
3: Yeah, and cheese
1: yeah. A, you know, in my refrigerator.
3: Oh I love yeah. Variety,
1: so you know.
3: I love you know. We go up to uh, my up to Hoopie's. Okay, Hoopy lives out in the middle of nowhere. All right, and there's a there's a place called the Cuba Cheese Shop. And it's in Cuba, New York, just outside of Olean, okay? Now, you go in yeah. there, and you got cheese like you can't believe. It is like this old, established cheese house. And they got everything from, you know, all the kind of snack you could want. Every kind of cheese you could imagine, including what I love, cheese curds. You know, that those oh, hunks. To- oh, 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 baby. You want to talk about that, and you get yourself some pepperoni, you know, some summer sausage. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, you can have a whole meal out of that stuff. Listen,
1: there's nothing better than cheese curds and pepperoni. Oh, yeah.
0: That Except for when you
1: wrap it in bread, right? You oh, make yeah. it like a pizza, a roll-up or a roll teeny or something. roll t- Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I said it.
3: Yeah, it, is, um, it works. It works.
1: It, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a roll teeny's a thing, but okay. Yeah, or a roll zone? No, you can't call it a roll zone. Uh, it's like a calzone.
3: The next no time, sauce. next time you see my brother, you got to ask him about the Cuba Cheese Shop. I'm telling Cuba you, Cuba
1: Cheese Shop. Yeah. I, I am going to ask it. You know what? I'm I'm gonna hit him like on the air with
3: it. <laughs> yeah, hold that like, yeah, yeah, it's a little cardio yeah, play.
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna get really deep in the weeds on something and uh, <laughs> philosophy, and I'm gonna throw a play in there with a the bag and I'm gonna say, well, what about Cuba cheese shop? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that'll 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 get them. That'll get them. And I look, yeah, they have I like they have garlic cheese, you know, and all kinds of like Munster and some fancy schmancy like French type thing I can't even pronounce. But uh, you know, you go in there, we go in there, and then we we start rooting around, you know, and we come out with about. You know, with bags of like cheese. My mom was like, oh. Oh, "You got to be kidding me, man!"
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. She sends you there with a list, like, "Hey, we're gonna go to three. You get three types of cheeses here, okay?" Yeah. And the next thing you know, a hundred and ninety dollars later.
3: <laughs> wow! You, got, you
1: guys, you got you guys come come out like. Yep, we did it. We did it. We got 17 different cheeses. 16 of them are curds. <laughs> uh,
3: and it's a beautiful week long affair, let me tell you. All right, yeah. so we got the cheese heads. And the, one of the cheese heads that is playing so well, of course, besides the great TJ Watt, is Keanu Benton, who watching him watching him against Andre James, who, you know, y- you're right. Andre James got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, I he's got some, I, no, I know, I yeah, know, yeah. I, I never said he was he was the next Mike Webster, okay? But I well, but I, I will I will give him some props for at least being able to stay upright a little bit, okay? He's not right, flopping yeah, all know. over the place. But here's the thing: I was, was impressed because baby <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing was he Keano got on the uh, opposite hand, not the snap hand. He beat James off his left hand on that pass rush with the club and the swim, and that was really remarkable because, you know, it's one thing to to get on the on the snap hand side and blow the guy up if the guy's a little bit late with his hand, but when you have the offhand and you work on that and you get the edge on the guy with that offhand, it says something about you, how quick your reflexive action is.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of one of the things when you think about just Keanu he still ha- has a rawness to him right. that makes him dangerous. If that makes sense, right? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Or, or I should say, threatening. He's he's very threatening as a young, inexperienced player because he's so athletic and because he's so raw. He he can do things that are unanticipated or things yes. that are against the norm just because. You don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know what the law. If you've never read the laws of physics, guess what? I don't know what the laws of physics are. <laughs> I, but I know that. Wh- I don't but I know, know what that they When are I get to my mass day. moving, yeah, exactly. But he's like, but when I get my mass moving really fast, good things happen for me. Bad things happen for other people. You know, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, the law so, of un-
3: unintended consequences.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, but I think that's what also makes him you know, very good is that he can change things up because he's still learning that position, learning how to play it at this level, but he's so physically gifted that even when he's wrong, he might still halfway be right.
3: Right. Yeah, because he might yeah. throw a body somewhere that, you know, would blow exactly. up. Exactly. He play. might
1: he might club somebody all the way to the left tight end position from the center <laughs> position. You know, <laughs> and it's either. nice
3: because you've got Wreck-It Ralph on one side, you know, that can still that does very much very similar. And you've got this huge mass of Keanu Benton who I, I just am impressed the more I watch him we were, camp, you know, in the preseason. The thing that's 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 kind of amazing to me is just how explosive he can be, you know, and the fact you, you yeah. talk, you know, TJ talks about he loves the game, you know. And one thing about it and, and, and kind of speak on it, if you will, there are guys who play the game and don't seem to enjoy the game. But there's other guys that play the game and love the game. Enjoy the game. You know, have you ever noticed yeah.
1: that? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I it's it's like there's certain guys that just you know the spark comes on it might not come on in a lot of areas you know they might not get excited about poetry or
3: (laughs) who's ever been excited about poetry
1: hey 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 you meet you meet a good laureate you and and you'll
3: you'll appreciate it sir (laughs) thank you no, uh, just joking. What's no, no, but no, here's you know, my uh, here's my poetry. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm schizophrenic, and I am too. <laughs> <laughs> How's that I am, I am. You are
1: not, but but jeez. <laughs> Is that
2: Robert Frost <laughs> sitting in the studio? Jeez, Louise! I ripped that Robert, off. Of more like Robert
1: Frostbite. Okay, <laughs> Robert Frostbite's in the studio.
3: <laughs> I, I heard somebody say that one time, and I just roared with laughter because I thought it was yeah. hilarious. I'm schizophrenic, yeah, yeah. and I am too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: All right. Well, my point was before I was I Something was lauded with such a bu- uh, uh, such a beautiful poem. <laughs> question mark? Um, no. <laughs> Somebody put a question mark in my prompter. No. Um, I was saying, you know, there's certain guys who they like different things, right? Some guys, some guys might like Legos. You know what I'm saying? Just like to build stuff as an right, adult. Right. I don't know. Um, but you know, there are certain guys that just love football. They love the competitive nature. They love the physicality. Like there's certain aspects of it that got like for me, Wolf, I love the chess match. Mm -hmm. I loved that on the field as a football player. I love trying to figure out what the other guy was going to do before he did it. Mm -hmm. I love to try and make the guy do what I, what I want him to do. And then when he does exactly what I want him to do, then you make him pay. Then you shut him down. Then you bury him. You know, all those types of things. And I feel like DeMarvin out. not to say that he loves the chess part of it like I do, but he he loves the intricacies and figuring things out. You could tell, like, he's so focused. It's almost like, you know, when somebody gives you, like, like you know, we, we, we have kids, right? Your kid comes and just brings you, like a couple of strings knotted together that they don't know how they got knotted together, but they need them apparently before they go to school in like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a meltdown type moment. Right. Absolutely. Like, do you know the, the focus that it takes as a dad yeah. <laughs> to figure this out? And and as linemen, we have these broken fingers that we're trying to get to look unbroken so that we can get this meticulous thing done. Uh, and then realize <laughs> I, 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 I never want to be a person that has to use intricate things. Like like a jewelry designer, right? You know they have those like little microscopes on, and they got those little tools. I could never do that. No. I could appreciate it, but I could or never. Or oh, oh, yeah,
0: surgery? Oh, god! Oh, yeah! Oh gosh!
1: I I'm not even going that far. I'm trying to do something that's inanimate. That I, if I melt <laughs> it, I can start over again. You know what I'm saying? No. Wouldn't even go to the surgery point, even though I did want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, did you really? Yeah, I did, and that was I, I when I visited all my colleges. That they sent me to the medical program. They get shadowed me with doctors. Because uh, no I really want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Because my magnet school I went to back in Orlando was sports medicine. And so I got to work with athletic trainers and orthopedic surgeons in Orlando. Um, and so, you know, Dr. Tom Winters let me shadow him, um, who who was, our, who was my team in high school orthopedic surgeon that sat on the sidelines. So Dr. Tom Winters let me do that. And then when I went to Florida, um, I, I was paired up with a, with, with a bunch of doctors there. Um, and then my schedule. the first day, of my freshman year, I go to submit my my uh, my schedule, right? Right. And and they looked at my classes, and like half the classes started like three in the afternoon, <laughs> like three o'clock, four thirty. That's not like, gonna fly. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. You see, you already knew. Yeah. So my dean of students looks at it. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, pick a different major. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got ruined on the first time we dissected a frog in high school. I mean, uh, that I was done. Uh, uh, no, oh, no. That,
1: that, was my, that was my favorite. That was my favorite lab.
3: Oh my heavens, no! The smell of oh, the yeah. uh, what have you, whatever, The it's Formaldehyde. In, yeah. Oh man, that had me. I, I was. I was not I, feeling I also,
1: well. I also grew up in a funeral
3: home. Oh, so that, that's right. That's right. I
1: forgot. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so I already had, uh, you that's know, like perfume kind of a keen deal. sense. Yeah, I had a keen sense <laughs> of, like, human anatomy and, and, you know, kinesiology and physiology and all those things. So I already had that background growing up, you know. Um, so, you know, I worked as an embalmer's assistant. Um, I, so you many, saw many, all many that from a labs. young age, right? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, cadaver labs, all that kind of stuff, skin doning, yeah. Did you, so, did you ever, mean,
3: when you were a little kid, did you ever, like, go, whoa, what? I mean, what if these guys are walking around? I come in there.
1: (laughs) I mean, my my great-grandparents lived right above. No, my great-grandparents lived right above the funeral. I mean, because that's how our family business was. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, my great-grandfather started like 1929 in Orlando. Wow. So, so, you know, I, I grew up around it. I started working my first funeral when I was four years old. So, I mean, I knew no different. Because that's just what I grew up in, okay. you know? All right. So I had a, I had a certain level of respect, you know, sure. for those individuals who had passed. But I was never worried. I was never scared. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was just kind of, hey, th- this is what we need to do. We need to help people that are in need and at their most vulnerable point, And, you know, show a certain level of respect. So, you know, you kind of mature a little faster as a kid. Okay. Because you can't, I gotcha. can't play. And you get yelled at by your mom and... <laughs> Grandma <laughs> and your great grandmother, imagine that—three generations of, of women yelling at you for running around the hallway. And and I'm like, you know, you have to remember, and I'm also baby Huey size, right? right you know, that's right, right. I am—I I shopped in the husky section since birth. Uh, it's like I was born with corduroy pants. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's the only thing they had in the husky kid section. It's like, but it's summertime. Wear those corduroy pants—the only ones that fit. Okay, all right. And a Hawaiian macaw shirt. It was it was awkward, oh. um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like think P- about yeah. you. Yeah, I look like Magnum PI uh, <laughs> in a at a winter conference. You know, it was just it was awkward, but um, but yeah. I mean, so so you know, so that was like the passion. But but Demarvin Leal has that focus. Right. He has that focus that he just enjoys figuring it out and figuring out. How can I get to the, you know, it's almost like you go to like a garden maze or something. It's like, how can I get to the center of the garden maze? It's like, okay, let's analyze this. Let's check the wall structure. Like he's looking at very nuanced things, even in, you know, in in his young age, like he's looking at those things and you can see the intent on his mind. Like Mm. he has, he's very intentional when he does stuff and he does it very explosively. So, you know, that's why I think the young boy crew is what I'm going to dub them. YBC. The young boy crew. That that's Loudermilk, Leal, and Benton. When okay. those three are in, it, it's you know it, it's it's a young wrecking crew, you know. Yes. And so I love seeing when when we get that combination because you see a different speed of things, you know. It's it, like whereas Cam is just absolute controlled violence. He is he's truly a bulldozer when he gets in there. Like he's like okay. I got this guy in front of me. I'm going to sit him back in the lap of the quarterback while he still has the ball in his hand. Right. And then if quarterback throws that ball, I might bat it down. I might intercept it. I don't know. Or I might just swat it out of the air. I, I don't care, but I'm walking I'm going here, sir, and I don't care what you're doing. Whereas these guys are just like Tasmanian devils. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they, they just they do it violently like I know I need to get here and let's see how fast I can get there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, these guys have really been playing in my mind. Just watching grow, you know, and you got to add in Nick Herbig too. I mean, he's another Wisconsin, yeah. an, Wisconsin Knight, another cheesehead that I think yeah. is just showing some great. I don't know what it is about that kid, but he just keeps showing up in the in the final frame. You know what I yeah. mean? He's always around the ball or around the action. Um, and I look at that, and I go, you know, it's again. I, I I'm I'm kind of like. Amazed that he it's not like he's you know James Harrison strong or he's not um Ryan Shazier fast, but boy, he makes plays.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, I, um to quote uh what was the punter from the you remember the movie The Replacements? Yeah
3: He's yeah.
1: like he's like man you're not you don't have this he's like I'm wiry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wiry he's yep. just he's wiry like like I mean he just he's he's smooth and he just he just contorts and moves his body and it's no like dynamic movements. Right. It's almost like the perfect dance routine. You know what I'm saying? Like he has he has this way of just you know moving himself in a way that that just seems never seems out of place. And he has a coordination to him that's uh, that's really nice. One, and once he starts actually getting more playing time, you know he's only going to get better. Like you right. can tell he processes information very easily. Um and and you know, and he's soaking up everything TJ says. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, like he is, he is, a, he is a little sponge. You know, you, and, and you can appreciate that.
3: You know who he reminds me of, and I mean this is an extreme compliment because I have a extreme high regard for this guy. But Brian Hinkle, who I played with, he was 13 year veteran, yeah. came on and took over after Jack Ham retired, and so forth. Great player. Hardly anybody. You know, not many people talk about him, but what a player he was. He was a terrific player, and I, he, Nick Herbig reminds me of him. One of those guys, very, very smart, very athletic, strong at the point of attack, could rush the pass or do whatever. Just, you know, it was was just well-versed in all phases of the game, and, and uh, Nick kind of has got a little bit of that in, in my mind.
1: Yeah, no, I, and, and listen, and – I think when you look at, there's guys that are just unassumingly athletic that just get the job done. You know, I mean that that's just kind of what it is. Even though he is very athletic, don't I don't want to diminish that skill set. But it's just, like you said, it's it's not it's not overly like oh my gosh, like hey, there's this one factor or this one phase that he just does, does exceptionally well. He's just good at everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. he just knows how to be around the football. Yeah. he's he's a nosy football player which is a good thing normally in life a nosy person you don't want to be around right you right know, you know that's that neighbor looking through the through the windows across the street at you um, like <laughs> oh you took your trash out at 702 today instead of 658 <laughs> it's like okay th- 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 thank thank you mrs burns i appreciate that i will work on that i work on my four minute uh, efficiency there <laughs> to make sure i'm out there at the time that you desire no um but a nosy football player means they have a nose for the football. They're around the football. They know where the football is going to be, and they want to be around it. Um, that's just what Nick Herbert kind of has that innate sense
3: to do. Yes, I would agree with you, my friend. Okay, that closes the chapter on the opening uh, lap here in the locker room. We're going to go to break. We've got today the great Jerry Dulac. The Cool Breeze will be joining us in the second hour. And next up, Mac is, Max is going to bring us in. And uh, the low – how do I say it? The loquacious one. How about that? I've been trying to practice that word. Oh, the there we go. The loquacious one. Yes. Oh, Max Starks yes. will be leading the off the second second segment here. Yes. And we'll be back with more after this in the locker room.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: All right, we are back inside the locker room here. Max Starks, apparently I'm the loquacious one right now. (laughs) But... (laughs) How hey, you like apples, yeah, baby? Huh? That's word. Florida Gators. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Max Arts, Florida Gators. Number 78 on the field, but number one in your hearts. Anyways. Oh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wolf, I, you know, I, as we were talking about kind of young defenders and kind of making their footing, uh, I wanted to relate it to the upcoming opponent, the Houston Texans, if that's okay yeah. with you, sir.
3: Oh yeah, I'm just finishing it up so, on an apple. You know.
1: Yeah, there it is. See, yeah, yeah, so you said, "How about the apples while eating an apple?" And you're right. So the only thing left on is the mind. stem.
3: <laughs> Wes is Exa- looking yeah. at.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, like is that it, true? It's impressive. You that is it?
2: true. It's like a like yeah, a hungry, no. hungry hippo. There ain't much left.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it, it's impressive. I mean, you know, because I was I was I was like, oh, where's he going to do with the core? Because most people, you know, leave the core intact, right, top to bottom, sure, and in the little seed zone. No, yeah. not wolf. No, nope. wolf eats the whole thing. Mass consumption,
3: to top. baby.
2: Max, you know how yeah. one of the Tomlinisms, right? Is is more meat on the bone. Mike Tomlin <laughs> likes to use that sometimes yeah. when he's talking yeah, about certain players none. or certain, yeah, yeah. certain elements of the team. There's no meat. There's no apple. <laughs> there's no nothing left on the bone or the core when Craig Wolfley's in the house, baby.
1: Exactly. There's no flesh available <laughs> for the apple. Although to resemble, to it. be
2: fair, Wolf. Yes. I mean we're talking to max here he might have the title what's that the uh, the, uh, the eating title oh, as much well, as you're
3: i'm old now I, my best eating feats were in my 20s sure and 30s Maybe 30s. Was, yeah. yeah you know what I, I i would even say 40s wolf because you,
1: yeah. you still <laughs> took some stuff down man, yeah through, listen in my true. Uh, my, my career you know
2: just to peel the, <laughs> just to peel the curtain back real real quick I'm not sure what has been more impressive. Uh, 2018, when I first started working here and doing this for a job, right, um, I used to be with Wolf out at the South Park Clubhouse on oh, Wednesdays. yeah, that's right. And, oh. Max, Wolf would put down about a dozen boneless wings yeah. and then a full rack of ribs with the, the potato and the broccoli and all the sides. you got to have then, your veggies. And then he'd get, like, three slices of cheesecake or, or <laughs> peanut butter pie for dessert, right? Yeah, so oh I don't yeah. I don't know if it was that or what Max did one day out at training camp, which oh. was we all went to dinner at the cafeteria at like six o'clock. Right. And then at Sharky's a couple hours later, he ordered a dozen wings. Uh-huh. And then in the middle of his dozen wings he was like, you know what, give me the fat guy special as well too. Uh,
3: <laughs> now that's a that's a great eating feat. That fat guy special was awesome. Yeah.
2: So I don't know it, it, what what it was, was the more impressive display, but those two I tell you what those stand out to me as your guys' gold medal performances.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it was one that was that was a day. That was a day. Mm. It worked out really hard um, during during the lunch break, and you know I just you know you you, you get a, you get a fever, you know, and and I got a fever. some guys
3: want Christopher Walken. Yeah, he, that,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, some guys want more cowbell. I just wanted more food <laughs> consumption. Um, Very good. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that that was that was that was a good night. That was a good. I did have a salad though, uh, before I I embarked on the wings, Wes. Um, and then yeah, I did, <laughs> did put down. That's right. And what then your, I, and then I did. No, wait, wait, wait. Is, you, is your wife pint. listening?
3: Huh? Is she listening? No, <laughs> no, she
1: is not. She is not. I no, no nor is my doctor at this time. So. <laughs> Have that meeting after the show today. That's going to be interesting. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Say, like, hey, Max, you were so on track. But I don't know what happened in the last <laughs> month before this physical. No. Uh, yeah, it was training camp. It's called it was training, training
2: camp. Yeah. yeah. A, full, exactly. dinner, a exactly. full dinner at the cafeteria. Then a dozen wings with, with at Sharkies With soup. Yes. With, with soup. Let's yes. not forget soup. Then the a salad, a dozen wings at Sharkies, and the fat guy special. And the fat guy special is unbelievable. I and, mean, that's. Yeah. And, Wolf, between me and you, don't tell Max I said this. Yeah. He might, he might've had a couple tall boy yanglings with that dinner as well, too. Ah, well, uh, yeah, see, I put down. back
1: m- m- many a pints. Listen, you got to wash it down, you know, got to make sure it moves smooth. You don't want to have a dry <laughs> gullet smooth. when you're trying to eat food. <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: <laughs> I love it.
1: All yeah, right. Before, but, uh, gosh, <laughs> before we waylaid we, we, you we here. We were off the rails. Yeah. We waylaid me. I was talking about Houston, Texas. And then we got into Texas, bar- Texas roadhouse. It yeah. seems like, uh, no, uh, but no. So, what I was trying to talk about before we started talking about food, um, the Houston Texans. And yes. Looking and at, looking at kind of our young guy defense and everything. Well, the Houston Texans, I don't know if you've known this, Wolf. I'm sure you do. But uh, Laramie Tunsil has been sidelined the last yes, couple of he weeks. he has. With a knee. Um, and that has presented some issues. Yes. But, I mean, it wasn't enough for Jacksonville. But now Josh Jones – is now on the injury report as well. Right, their right, right tackle.
3: So who so does that leave, my friend?
1: That 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 leaves a lot of consequences and situations. If you know what I mean. Yes. Um, I I think this is going to be one where I'm I'm starting to devishly do my fingers together like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Uh-huh. Because once 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 those guys are out of the picture, you're dealing with uh, Kendrick Green. Right at, at left guard. guard yep. At left guard. Shaq Mason yep. at the right guard. Yes. And I'm feeling and smelling advantage for our outside backers once again. Because, yes. Because, Wolf, when you look at the guys that are behind them, yep. it is a very, very questionable prospect because you only have George Fant.
3: Yes, as a uh, veteran, at,
1: right? Is your only veteran tackle and Fant- and George Fant? For anybody that might not remember, he was, he played with the Jets, right? Um, George Fant's not a great tackle.
3: Can I tell you, he's as soft as a fresh baked biscuit, you know? Uh, ooh, nice ooh. and fluffy coming out of the oven, with, you know, with, with the butter, with yeah, the butter. with the butter. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you so, what, baby, I'm smelling something here, and
1: I'm smelling yeah. past rush. I am smelling pass rushes. Oh, and by the way, did I mention we had a six-round center, Jarrett Patterson, in there, <laughs> in the middle? So who's a rookie? And we know, yeah, who is a true rookie? Um, and I I don't know if the Houston Texans have dealt with this type of uh, this type of defensive prowess. And when you're talking about CJ Stroud, likes to drop back on average 40 times a game. Right. Right. And they and, and, their, and their run game isn't really there. I mean, Damian Pierce is a decent back, right. right? Devin Singletary is a change-up, shifty guy that we've seen from Buffalo. They're not killing it, though. They're not killing it at all. They're not. They're not. And and if you're talking about being down potentially two tackles and you're going to have to find a guy off the streets
3: or whether you – Practice and, squad, I, Austin Deculis' is his first name popped up for me.
1: Yeah, it's that, or you, or, or you move, or you shift Nick Broker, um, <laughs> the Buffalo rookie that got waived. You, you move him to the outside.
3: That could be. That, that could be. be. There's, so there's been a couple names that have been floated out there. You know, practice squad guys. Broker's on the regular roster. He's on the regular yeah, roster already. Right. But he, but, but
1: he, but he's he's a backup. He's a backup in the interior. Yep. So, you know, I, I'm I. I re- I, I'm cautiously optimistic, Wolf. <laughs> uh, I don't want to I don't wanna be Don't jinx don't them be over the top. I'm not jinxing them. I'm just putting it out there in the universe for good things to happen.
3: How about that? <laughs> you know, seriously, looking at this, I mean again, Tunsil's down. Josh Jones was down, and Josh Jones was a is a drop off from Tunsil. Okay. Yeah. So anybody else that comes in there is gonna be a big drop off. And George Fant, like I said, they could move George Fant to left tackle, what have you. Um, doesn't bother me because that match up with Alex Highsmith is no problem. I prefer it with TJ Watt because I think Watt oh, I I just think he can have a he can make life miserable for CJ Stroud and George Fant. But certainly if you gotta to go to your practice squad and pull up a guy, or you go with Nick Broker going from a backup interior guy to uh exterior, meaning that the tackle you got you got a distinct advantage. Yeah,
1: you you do, and and the and the funny thing is is that, you know, the Texans already had an offensive line issue going into the season. That's why they traded for Kendrick Green. Yes, right. And they needed a starter, and they traded for a guy who had not been in their training camp at all. Final cuts are about to happen, and Kendrick Green's come in, and has been solid for them. He's looked yes, good. Yes. But at the same time, you know, when everything else is crumbling around you, the fact that Kendrick Green's one of your top three linemen right now,
3: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you're in a you're 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 in, a, well, in, a in all a
3: fairness play. to Kendrick, now he's only had a couple of weeks to assimilate an offense. All right, yeah, you can see that in in some of his movements because you can see where he's not quite sure of what you know what he's doing on a certain instance, but on other plays where he you obviously he's he's locked in. Again, he's to me. He looks he looks good. He's he's a good, decent, solid player. Um, what he showed thus far, he's had 140 snaps. Um, you know, and, and uh, he, he, you know, the the usual things are, are the culprits. You know, he's not bending his knees enough at certain points and things like that. But he does some good things out there, and I'm glad for him because I really like that kid. Um, but you know, you yeah. really take a look if he's going to be playing with a practice squad next to him, and he. Is not quite sure of the entire offense. Again, watching his movements, you can tell there's a little bit of doubt here and there as he, he goes about his business. Um, that's that makes for a left side of a line that's extremely vulnerable.
1: It is, it is, and, and already, you know, then possibly making that right side even more vulnerable by whoever you put in at right tackle in that situation. So there's going to be some some really fun cat and mouse moments in this game. Um, I'm cautiously (laughs) optimistic about our defense getting on track even more when you're talking about, you know, bolstering and working with getting confidence in that run defense, as well as creating pass rush pressure and penetrating, um, you know, and getting in the backfield because CJ Stroud, remember has not thrown an interception, right. Has not really been sacked this season. And all those things are things that we bring with us. When you talk about defense travels, we, we bring the pressure. And we we can put we can put bodies to dirt, and so that's one of the things I'm going to be eager to see because right now CJ Stroud looks unrattleable. that's a word. Oh, I like Look that. It yep. Yeah. Hey, it it's works Emmanuel for Webster me, buddy. Dictionary. Yeah, exactly. Emmanuel Webster's dictionary. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think about some of the things when you're talking about Keanu Benton, rookie on rookie violence mm. at, the, at, at 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 the at the center and yes. nose tackle position. Yes. You look at that inexperience. Remember, remember the moments in training camp that Marvin Leal and Kendrick Green had. When Kendrick Green's on one on one leg, like twisting on the side like a monopod. Yeah. You see the camera guys on the sidelines. Against they have those tall sticks. That they, oh, I need to get this shot right here. Like that's what he does pass rush. He doesn't keep both feet in the ground. Um, he could be a turnstile. <laughs> and he could be. They know. They know his path. But here's my one thing, Wolf, that I do worry about. What's that? He also has had the entire offensive playbook. Yeah, his, yeah, you know that he can probably recite uh, back to the team. So how how our offense communicates and the tells that he's probably going to give the tells. them. Here we go. With the
3: tells again. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Well, you know, I mean, but I mean, the tells and terminology. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I know, mean, I know. Those, <laughs> those things are advantageous. But yeah, I know. Well, I, once we'll again, we go. talk about tells again. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt, Not Patrick Peterson. I I swear I love Pat P. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but but yeah, I mean that's one of the things that 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 I feel like is going to be a challenge offensively, is his knowledge of the offense, his knowledge of the play calls, his knowledge of the checks. Um, it's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see how this defense, um, you know, interprets and uses that to their advantage. Because um, the defense, I mean, there's nobody really. I'm really worried about on their defense. Like, their defense has some decent guys, but I feel like they're just guys outside of Will Anderson, right? Right. Their top-touted draft pick. Um, Let me put Will it this way. Really Does head anybody
3: head. in the front end make you worried? If you were playing, would you sweat any of those guys on the front end? Because I wouldn't.
1: Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. No. I mean, and, and for those people that don't, aren't familiar with who they are, you got Will Anderson, uh, the top rookie. He was the second first-round draft pick taken. Uh, by the Houston Texans. Um, Sheldon Rankins from New York Jets. Right. Um, if you remember him. Uh, Malik Collins, don't even know anything about him. Um, and Jonathan Grenard. Right. Um, who was is, who is their uh, rookie third-round pick uh, back in 20. Um, yeah, that doesn't scare me. And then behind them, you have Jerry Hughes. Now, Jer- Jerry used to
3: have some wiggle. Well, he's a 14-year um, and, guy. That's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. He, he He's aged. He's long in the tooth. Uh, Kurt Hennish. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and Dylan Horton, uh, rookie, fourth yes. rounder.
3: Horton, here's um, a who. That,
1: yeah, Horton, here's a who. So, I mean, so that's your defensive line. That's yeah. your defensive line. I'm not scared of anybody. And then even we say, okay, well, maybe it's the second level. Okay, well, you can have that. Denzel Perryman, good good middle backer. From 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 the Raiders, right? Former, right. Formerly of the Raiders, right? Uh, Christian Harris was a rookie last year, third round pick, and then Blake Cashman um, was a guy they traded for. Yeah. And Blake Bla- Blake's actually playing pretty well. I will say that Blake yeah, Cashman he looks, he looks playing good. pretty well. He's 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 good. Um, and I, I interviewed him Tuesday night on Late Hits. Um, very confident dude, Minnesota guy. You know he he's just he just he's just a tackling machine. Uh, but that—that's about it. I mean, I, I'm not scared. Stephen Nelson at one corner,
3: right? Right. Uh,
1: Shaq Griffin at the other corner. Right. I like Jimmy uh, Ward. Jimmy Ward. J- 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 Jimmy Ward, and you know, I'll say Jimmy Ward, and, and I do like Jalen Petrie. This right. is this is a young man. I, I got I got to see Jalen play. Um, he's a safety from Baylor. Okay. Uh, he he's very instinctual, very high motor guy. Um, you know, he definitely, you know, roams at the secondary level. He likes to try and undercut routes and stuff. So, I mean, he has some good instincts, but there's no, like they just, they're playing well. And I think D'Amico Ryans has a big hand in the defensive, uh, expertise outside of the defensive coordinator, Matt Burke. Right. So they're always ready to play. They're always well coasted, well disciplined, but I just don't think they have the athletes to really affect. And this should be a game. You know, yes, I know we we got some guys banged up right now. You know, our entire right side of our offensive line is banged up, right? um, Between James Daniels and uh, Chukwukora four, but yeah, there's nobody that scares me. And when you're talking about one to get back on track or one to stack good performances, as Coach Tomlin likes to say, right? This is an opportunity. This offense should be able to stack another good performance in against a team. Yes, they had a great victory, and yes they're they're riding they're riding the highs of winning a, a divisional game against where a lot of people would consider the division favorite in the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I think this is one, when, when we come out, we can actually be very, very effective in this game. Cautiously optimistic. I'll put that disclaimer out there.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, we're going to step aside. That was the second segment. And of course, We'll get to the lovely part of the program. Mr. Craig Wolfley, the one who eateth the apple, um, will be up next. You are inside the locker room with Wolf and Stars here on on ESPN and SNR Radio.
0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: You know, Max, I don't know about you, but do you ever watch, like, some of those National Geographic or, you know, the Jacques Cousteau specials? You know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, around the world and everything kind yeah. of deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay. All right, because, you know, I, I've been waiting for it to hear about, you know, um, the curse of Oak Island. Nothing's coming on. I'm like going, get Zeus. What are they going to do? They're going to leave us hanging now. They got so close last year, and now I haven't even heard of any previews for it. So, anyhow, I'm watching and I'm looking around. Did you know, I didn't never knew this, a blue whale's heartbeat can be heard over two miles away. Think about that.
1: that that is that is a loud thump that's better than any drum set out
3: there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean think about that that's crazy i mean they say their hearts the average blue whale the heart of the blue whale is about 400 pounds can you imagine something that big beaten yeah
1: no i mean and and i i've swam with whales Um, did you really yeah
3: Uh, i've been around dolphins but not whales man
1: yeah, no uh, whale sharks by far the the most magical of creatures in the water. I mean, they are okay. The most okay, explain to me what a of-
3: okay a whale shark
1: that doesn't yeah, sound good. Say- no, it, it is. I mean, first of all, they eat plankton, so they don't have teeth. Oh, okay, all right, that's Why good. It's safe a to get in the water with. But them. what if they look uh, at
3: you as a big chunk of plankton? I mean that would be problematic if you're, if you're swimming that deep. Oh, that, that deep. you can. Um. get right
1: in front of it. Cause, cause also, um, because of the way their species is, you can't touch them. So if you touch a whale shark, you know, the bacteria on your hands can infect their skin. Really? So, you know, so, so wherever you might engage them, usually in, in groups and everything, right. like there's people there making sure that you're not touching them, but you know, you can swim with them. Uh, and they're just, I mean, they just float through the water, man. And they're humongous by the way no um and they're just i mean a beautiful beautiful species i mean it it was one of it was one of the most serene things and you know in water you can get you know a little like on edge especially you're underwater can't really breathe easily you know i was i was definitely using my snorkel and kind of diving down there okay um but but so you weren't wearing a tank you didn't you No, i I was not scuba diving no okay um, but the scuba divers were very, very close to them. Now they did—they did come close to surface, so you're able to, like kind of go alongside them. But I mean, but oh my god, I mean, beautiful, beautiful species. But when you're talking about hearing a heartbeat from two miles away for a blue whale, Man. um That, that, that's impressive. that it, is an impre- it that is really impressive. Is.
3: Blood flow. It really—it <clears throat> blew me away when I, I was reading about that. You know, I'm going blue whales with a heart of like 400 pounds. And then you can hear that heartbeat two miles away. Man, oh, man. I'm. Mean, imagine what Edgar Allan Poe could do with that. I mean, you know, he's the guy that wrote about, you know, one of those uh, scary stories, you know, with the heartbeat and stuff oh, yeah. like that that, you know, was always, hey, yeah. what could you do with a blue whale's heart?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine if Moby Dick had that information, right? <laughs> yeah, or, exactly so. Or I'm sorry, the sailor in Moby Dick because Moby Dick was technically the whale. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, you, you know what I mean. And look uh, at I you, gotcha. second philosopher of the day, talking about you're not a Poet fan, and you're now talking about Edgar Allan Poe. Look at you.
3: Well, you know, I, even, as, as well my— seasoned even well-versed. even do don't, don't
1: try and deny us that— Even try, a blind squirrel to play finds an acorn routine. now, man. Trying to play that caveman routine with us, <laughs> more okay. like the Geico caveman.
3: I'm a lawyer as well. Yeah. We All know. right. I'm going to leave you with a thought. <laughs> Jalen Warren is getting pinched for two weeks. He's gonna. He says he's got to play for free for the next two weeks because he's getting fined almost fifty thousand dollars for lowering his helmet when Juan Thornhill tackled him versus Cleveland. I mean, can you imagine? He's appealing the fine, oh, but that that's horrendous. That's, come on, man.
1: That is, I mean, when are we going to learn that this is football? Yeah. When can we, when can we say, hey, this is football. Things are going to happen. I mean, just like with the the Minka, the Minka hit on Jimmy Garoppolo. You you know, he got a FedEx envelope
3: for that one. Yeah.
1: Even though it's something like, it's a natural effect. Hey, if you're scared, go to church, you know, (laughs) or take the sack, you know. I mean, but, but that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. Jalen Warren, a running back, right? A guy who in a part of nature, of your position is to make sure that you ball up so that you can generate force and blow through a guy on a tackle and, and be able to play a physical level. But because he lowered his head against Thornhill, now he gets fired. Come on, man. Come on. Where where, where are we at? Wolf? You
3: know, it really make it
1: make sense.
3: Yeah. It really (laughs) surprises me. I mean, even even with the advent of all these extra rules and everything, you sit there and go in such a violent uh, heartbeat of a decision-making world as, as pro football is out there um, that you can you you know it's like it's like that uh, registering intent. How can you how can you know what that guy intends to do? You know what I mean? It, it, it drives me crazy when they start talking about well, in, in college, don't they have like targeting rules? yeah i mean that's yeah, like, exactly yeah that's crazy man it's i don't know but who am i to say we got to go to break because we got uh, of course we got the cool breeds coming up at uh, in the middle of the next hour and uh, of course this is the locker room i am wolf that is starks we have west we got cj all the ninjas all the squirrels right here espn 970